Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Paul Morton is the CEO of Lanark Strata Finance. From a symphony orchestra to working in a bank to a prestigious overseas business school to then founding Australia's leading strata finance company. Paul Morton has covered a lot of ground and he will be well known to many of our listeners. He has degrees in music and economics as well as postgraduate finance and management degrees. Paul is deeply engaged in the strata industry and is acknowledged as the country's subject matter expert in the economics of strata plans. Today I am delighted to welcome Paul Morton. Welcome Paul. Hi Amanda, it's a pleasure. Lovely to have you with us. And we were just chatting uh, off air about the fact that our offices, I think, are about a block apart, yet we haven't managed to get together for a coffee. Uh, This is the first time we're having a chat and it's over Skype video. Well, I think that's unusual, but I guess it's either technology or we're both too busy. (laughs) Yeah, I think it might be the busyness of the strata sector, that's for sure. But of course, I have you on the show to share your expertise when it comes to strata loan facilities and the name Lanark and the name Paul Morton, as I said, will be well known to many of our listeners. It's uh, an area of the strata world that you have been deeply involved in for a long time now. And I want to start by asking you, Paul, why is it so important for people living in strata to know about strata loan facilities? Well, it's not just about loans in my view. It's about how you fund important works in strata and what's right for you and for all owners in their situation. So it's important. It's critical to know and understand the three options there are. Mm -hmm. You can use a sinking fund, you can raise a special levy, and most people would know about these, but the body corporate can also borrow. So each of these options has their pros and cons, and almost every situation will involve a mix of the three. With a strata loan, you get the project finished quicker, and that's better for everybody from a lifestyle and a financial perspective. Mm. So you would say that a a good financial plan for a strata building would be a mix of those three things, sinking fund, monies, raising special levies, and having the option of a strata loan? Absolutely. At least all three of those need to be considered. So a good financial plan, like any other plan, On the surface, it's going to be clear, it's got to be simple and concise. But underneath, you want something which has been really robustly debated. You want to have a highly considered plan. It's got to be rational, highly reasoned, and it's got to use sound logic, most importantly appropriate to the situation, because every owner is different. Every owner's corporation is different. So every financial situation is going to be different. There's no one size fits all, so you need to work out what's best for you in your particular situation. Mm. And what kinds of situations in your experience, Paul, would strata buildings and owners be looking at using a loan facility as opposed to their sinking fund? Uh, And I should be saying actually under the new law in New South Wales, capital works fund or raising a special levy. What kind of situations uh, do you think suited to strata loan facilities? Well, actually, talking about the New South Wales law, I think changing it to Capital Works Fund might have been partly our doing 
because that was the phrasing we used in one of our submissions to the government. Ah, there you go. And incidentally, it's started to be considered every year, and some people are quite confused about this. It's not that you must have a special levy or must have a sinking fund levy or must borrow. It's that every year in New South Wales, you've got to think about how you want to fund your future capital works budget. Mm. And I'd have to say that that's really good. The more thought that goes into things, the better. Mm. But you asked me about examples. Look, we've had so many loans, there are so many examples. You know, throw a dart at the wall and see how we go. <laughs> but recently we had a building in Randwick. They had a fire order and it required some costly unforeseen works. Mm -hmm. So they contacted us. We provided a $500,000 loan and they're making the first drawdown on that next week. Uh, there's another property in Bondi where they're borrowing 300000 for us to do the first steps on a plan and a DA to see how they should be redeveloping their building. Mm. If they go ahead, if they get the DA, they'll be doing things like turning an existing apartment into a car park. They'll be mm. putting on balconies. They'll be putting a penthouse on the roof. And overall, they'll be spending several millions of dollars. Mm. But it starts with the funding for the DA. Another building in Chatswood has recently had problems and they'll be starting to borrow $400,000 from us next week. Mm. I mean, there are so many examples raising tens of thousands to tens of millions of dollars for anything for working capital or repairs and maintenance, building defects, litigation, or what's becoming much more important and relevant, particularly in New South Wales, the so-called strata renewal. Yes. So just to cover off a couple of those examples there, Paul, you mentioned there unforeseen, well, what I would call unforeseen works, for example, when you have a fire order. And my experience of fire orders, when they're issued by councils, they need to be attended to within a short space of time, not only to comply with the order, but to make sure that those who are living in and visiting your building are safe. And it's not always possible for owners to get together and raise that money themselves. Um, not everybody has the security to provide for a loan personally or the equity in their own homes. And so I, that's definitely been my experience that I see buildings rely on strata loans when they're doing that sort of urgent unforeseen work. So I think that's a great example. And then uh, very interesting with that building that you mentioned in uh, Bondi, I think you said it was, that was just investigating whether the development was going to be feasible. And if it is, it's going to be a multi-million dollar development. But of course, there are some costs involved in those investigations and the original application to council. But rather than sending owners off to go and raise the money separately uh, against their own lots for the funding of that investigatory work, then that's something that a strata loan can step in and fill in that gap. So I think that's a really great example as well. Yeah, I think so. Look, there are always the three options. Now, I could the idea of putting money away in a sinking fund or a capital works budget, some very obvious attractions. I think the biggest problem with a sinking fund is that people don't stop to think of what are the disadvantages. It's just automatically assumed to be a good thing. Mm. And there are some issues with them. Most importantly, there's the cost of a sinking fund and whether you're actually going to get value for that when you sell your property. I think the important thing about a sinking fund is what are the pros, but also what are the cons? Mm. Special levy, look, it's a perfectly valid form of financing. The only trouble is that, look, most people in Australia can pull one or $2,000 out of somewhere to make a quick payment on a special levy, even if it's unforeseen. Mm. But more than about $5,000, and even in the wealthiest suburbs in Australia, there'll be people in a strata unit who have trouble making that payment. Borrowing is an option you think should always be considered. Yep. 
What are some of the common problems, Paul, that you've noticed people face when it comes to looking at a strata loan and what, in your experience, has worked in terms of overcoming those problems? Uh, I think the problems about a strata loan are the same as funding in general. Maybe they're the problems of strata altogether. So <laughs> I just I'd put them into three categories. I'd say the first one is naivety. Mm-hmm. The second one is ignorance. And the next one is emotion. It applies to everything in Australia, I think. Naivety. People blindly think that there's only one option mm. or blindly think that their preferred thing is just the way that everybody ought to go. Mm. Now, a sinking fund, as I was alluding to before, it's often the most expensive form of funding in Australia. Ignorance. Well, it's just not being aware of the three alternatives. Or worse, it's not even accepting that you actually need to consider what mix of those three alternatives are going to be appropriate in your particular situation at that time. Mm. The last one is emotion, and we see this all the time, and you would too. Mm -hmm. We can't afford it. We don't have any money. Borrowing is bad. Levies are bad. Strata is bad. And people go off in a strange place. The solution to that emotional one is to stop thinking about your involvement in strata as being a cost. Mm. And start thinking about it as property being a long-term asset. So everything you do to repair and maintain or improve or develop is not an expense, but it's an investment. Mm. Now, immediately you think about an investment, immediately you're starting to think about return on investment. So it's not an issue of whether we should spend $500,000 or $200,000, it's What's going to be the best investment for us? Mm. Where do we get the best bang for our buck for our lifestyle and financially? Because as soon as you start thinking about investment, you must think about return on investment and that leads you right down the right path and it takes a lot of emotion out of it. Mm. It also helps with the ignorance and the negativity. (laughs) I really love that take on it, Paul. It's not spending, it's investing. And we should always be looking at how we're adding value, how we're adding value to our property. It's something we talk about on the podcast a lot. And that's a real gem there that I can see has come through through your years of experience. I do want to just remind our listeners that you can download the transcript of this episode and you can bring these gems to your strata committee or your fellow owners or your strata manager. And you can get the transcript by going to yourstrataproperty.com com.au forward slash 073 being episode 73. Our listeners, Paul, some of them will have had strata loans before. They'll be listening to you thinking, hmm, there are these three options. I hadn't really thought about strata loans. It's something I want to explore. What steps do you suggest they take to get started with investigating strata loans today? Get on the phone. (laughs) Call us right now ask questions direct. Whatever's on your mind about whether it's appropriate or the problems or the hassles, call us and ask and we'll talk as best we can. We'll also send you a loan proposal, which is something that can be shared around the community. Mm-hmm. And then we go from that point to a loan contract, etc. if that's appropriate. Look on our website, www.lanark.com.au. There's a wealth of information there. Most importantly, talk to your neighbours. Mm. But when you're having the conversation with your neighbours, think about that in the reasoned way I talked beforehand. Remembering there's going to be a lot of naivety, a lot of ignorance, and an enormous amount of emotion, and you're going to have to work through that, and it will take time. Mm. All good things do. Personal question, Paul, what books have had the greatest impact on you and why? Oh, this is like saying who's my best friend, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, it's a hard one. (laughs) Look, I think every book has an impact, and I've 
the thing about a book is it's an invitation. It's like someone knocking on your door and there's an invitation for you to think about things. And as much as I love movies, movies are very controlling things. They invade your head and they say, think this, feel this, do this, whereas a book is a completely different kind of medium. It's an invitation to you. And so, therefore, I think that's why it has the impact because you're always engaging with a book, whereas with a movie, you're just being told what to think. Mm. I read a lot of history, and it's probably my favourite topic, a little bit of biography and the occasional fiction. Interestingly, I've just finished a book by Simon Montefiore about the history of the Romanovs, mm. and it's really interesting listening to the current Trump, Russia, Putin-type things and thinking of how Vladimir Putin might act and think in the context of this 300-year or so dynasty of the Romanovs from, what, 1600 and something to almost to the First World War. Mm. Uh, I'm just about to pick up Nicholas Whitlam's Four Weeks That Changed the World. So that's yep. jumping for me. I'm jumping several decades into the Second World War. <laughs> well, we'll make sure that we have links in the show notes to those books, Paul, so that our listeners can enjoy them along with you. Now, before we wrap up, how do we find out more about you and is there anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Look, call us, email us, Google, talk to your strata manager, talk to other people. Interestingly enough, we get at least a third of our inquiries come from owners direct. Mm. And usually that's from word of mouth. Mm. You no, know, it's the dinner party conversation or something like that. The inquiries we get from strata managers, we know quite a lot of them are being sort of the, the catalyst is an owner saying, look, how about we check this out? It's a good idea. Mm. So there's a lot of owner power on that. But just to repeat, I think people think money is really, you know, it's facts and figures. It's about things which are boring, whatever. Our experience is that money is really, really emotional. Mm. And people get really upset really quickly when they're thinking and talking about money, for obvious reasons perhaps. So try and make it objective by asking the question, what return will I get? Mm. Not what does it cost, but what return will I get? What's the right project for us to undertake? And then separately, what's the right mix of sinking funds, especially and borrowing in this particular case? Mm. That would be my best advice. I think borrowing is always going to be a component of a good plan, but the real thing we want owners to do is to think about the options. Yep, very good, clear advice. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for your time today and your contribution that you have made over many years in the strata industry and continue to make. Keep up the good work. And I just want to make very clear for our listeners that Lanock is L-A-N-N-O-C-K. And I think you said there, Paul, lanock.com.au is where you can find out more about Paul and Lanock Strata Finance. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Amanda. That's a real pleasure. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today? you